lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, all you beautiful, sexy people out there. I know it feels like it's been a while, but um, we're back at it again. TM5 United, we're going to go review the match that we played in uh, um, against New England Revolution last Wednesday. We'll preview the upcoming match on another Wednesday. But first, let me bring in my lovely co-host, Abner Castellanos. Abner, how are you doing um, on this Monday evening? I don't know, man. That last goal took my breath, so I can barely talk. <laughs> you've had a, you've had a lot of days to recover now. I have, I have. You are right. You are correct. But no, I'm doing great, man. You know, had a had a good. You know, like you said, it felt like it's been forever. You know, see when they play on a Wednesday, yeah. and no games over the weekend. But I know it's a good good weekend. You know, uh, man. Let's just let's just get to it. Well, man. really quick, <laughs> uh, uh, it's just interesting because you know it's the first uh, it's the first week in a while we haven't had a game. So I was like on a Saturday, I was like, oh man. What do I do with all this time I have on my hands? Because I spent <laughs> so much time like pre-gaming, if either in the you know going to the game or heading over to my parents' house to watch the game. So I actually did like a lot of yard work that I've been procrastinating on. And, they, and you went you went to Six Flags, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So you had you had a honeydew list, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. really a honeydew list I made because I got a notice from my HOA. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess I have you're to do that it anyways. Guy, uh, you're that guy of the OCHA. All the houses look pristine, and your house is the one with like three cars in the yard and bushes. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, we went to Six Flags. Uh, Courtney had a, a work thing, and uh, she had some extra tickets. So. Um, and I almost said no because, like you, I was like, "Oh no, Atlanta United plays today." Like, I gotta go watch it. And I was like, "Wait, I didn't even have a game today." So I was like, "I really didn't have any other thing not to do." So yeah, we went. It was fun, dude. Like, um, it, it was like it was pretty. Sh- like the lines weren't weren't that long. I think the longest we waited was like forty minutes on like one of the lines. Yeah, no, it was actually um, actually Courtney and them got stuck in Goliath. Yeah, I know, but it was uh, Superman. Superman, we waited a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. No matter how many times I've been on Goliath, I still get a lot of anxious, bef- like waiting in the line, and then once you get on it, so to get stuck, <laughs> probably oh, dude, going, probably going up too, right? No, luck- luckily it was like towards the end of the of the like on a straightaway. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so luckily, yeah, I, know, I got that one was- time <laughs> going going up, and we were almost to the top, dude. And we just stopped. Oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And then I was just, you know, I was just like staying focused, not thinking about it. But there was like a young kid behind me. And he was like losing his mind, going crazy. Oh, like, oh my god, dad, dad! And I was like, "Oh, dude, that sucks." It wasn't too long, but it got it started again. Uh, does uh, Does Isaiah get on the big rides? Uh, you know, honestly, man, he he's um he's a lot like me when I was younger. He doesn't really like the big Is rides. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't really <laughs> like them that much. But I was the same way. But now, like, I'll do like all the big rides. You know, the um, I don't know if you've done the um, you know, when you go up and then you let go and it's like the little swing. It's like right there by uh, the Great American Scream Machine and Superman. Oh, the, bu- the bungee jump thing? Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I've done that like three times. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I used to work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I did that like three times now that I'm older. But when I was younger, dude, I was a little the, cry, baby. I didn't like is, it. I don't, even, I don't even know if I could do that because one of the rides I won't ever do when I go to Six Flags is Acrophobia. Oh, I'm too no. scared. I'm too I'm scared now. But that. you did the bungee jump thing. That's like even worse than Acrophobia. Yeah, but that's like when I didn't have a kids or anything. Now I got uh, kids that depend on me. Oh, but you, but <laughs> I mean, if, it, if so, it wasn't for that, you would still be doing it. I think I still do it. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if I could. I think I'm too much of a chio. And even though I did it so many times when I was younger working there, you just you don't have the same uh, anxieties and stuff <laughs> like uh, when you were young. You know, it's crazy. Like Superman, that that one when they uh, did the little flip, we started going up. I started getting a little anxious. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. Holy crap. Like Goliath and Batman, all those don't really get to me. But I guess, like when you're laying down and you're looking straight at the ground, like yeah. the only thing that's holding you is this little latch. I know. <laughs> that's why like, I do that too. I start thinking about like, dude, what if this just thing malfunctioned? I just fall straight to the ground, dude, and hit my head on a bar or something. I was like, man, I gotta stop thinking like that. It just, you know, nobody ever gets hurt on roller coasters for the most part. All right, bro. Hey, did you do? Uh, did you guys do Hurricane Harper? Yeah, yeah, the kids did. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We had went and we were like, 
uh, we were like we, we were walking around for a while and we got we were hot so hey why don't we go we brought clothes and we got a drink and we just kind of sat at the end of the the wave pool um, and it was pretty cool I mean it, it's it's nice that you get that with just a regular ticket admission uh, that you get the water park and the regular park so it's pretty cool anyways enough about six flags let's start let's talk about our Atlanta United uh, David I was at the game I'm sure you were watching it on TV and man, uh, yeah. the emotions that you must have felt yeah, in the, person. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> we so luckily, I I was able to meet with Andrew, um, you know, the guy, um, one of my best friends who we had the season tickets with. Uh, we met up, got there, got a couple of drinks, and then got some food, sat down. Dude, I was even like my second bite of my uh, my uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the wrap that I was eating, and <laughs> I was like. Oh, already? I was like, dude, I gotta put this sandwich away. I gotta. Walk. Oh, so you didn't? So you didn't see it? No, I saw it, but like I was like looking down, and then I looked up, and then I see Brad with the ball. I'm like, okay, he's gonna kick it out, and then I see it across, and I was like, wait, what? And I stand up, and boom, he scored. I'm like, really? Right in front of our bed, right in front mm-hmm. of us too. I was like, wow, that's a great way to start. Ugh, yeah. So let's get into it. So Atlanta United, New England Revolution at the Bands at home. We tie 3-3, a very disappointing game uh, for a variety of reasons. But really quick, let's go through the the key moments of the match. So Abner already mentioned it in the very, very first minute. And uh, actually, it's like the 30th second. uh, Miles uh, gives a back pass to Brad. It's a a horrible back pass. But there was still enough time for Brad to settle. um, Either pass it to Purata that was there on his left or launch it upfield 40 yards. But instead, he chooses a nuclear option, sends it right to the middle, passes it right to Carl's heel, and he scores the goal, and it's 1-0 in the first minute. Uh, Atlanta United pretty much takes over from there, but we got nothing to show for it. Bobby Wood gets a goal in the 37th minute, gets the run of play, simple cross, and a finish. We're down 2-0 at halftime at home uh, the on a Wednesday, and the supporters are shocked. <laughs> but Atlanta United, like it time and time again, Somehow when we're up against it, we, we find a way to come back. So we get a, a goal by Gigi in the 56th minute. Great uh, pouncing attacker goal for him. Um, and then in the 74th minute, uh, we get Almada with the finish. He dribbles through the middle, uh, kind of either, you know, hits it with the outside of his foot or toe, takes a deflection, goes in the, in the net. Either way, a goal's a goal. And then it's 2-2. And then Gigi comes out. Miguel Berry comes in scores a golazo made an absolutely golazo uh, his first goal in i believe in over a year uh, so who would have guessed that he finally decided to score so it's the 87th minute and just like again in atlanta United fashion we can't just win i mean that's way too easy so we let uh new england uh, star player carl's heel score in the 93rd minute so he's pretty much scored at the very beginning of the game and then the very end of the game <laughs> um so abner i mean we talked about this before uh you got to get your three points at home and then the draws away are good and in this case we're drawing at home now so i mean obviously Pineda's frustrated the team's frustrated we're frustrated but man how are you how are you feeling after after watching this match Man, you know, like the earlier episodes, um, you know, my GPA was a 3.8. That was Brad Guzan's rating, too, by the way. uh, Yeah, dude, it was it was it was um, dude, it was bad. It was uh, it wasn't a great game for Brad Guzan. Now we can put the blame on Miles for putting a bad ball, but let's kick that ball out. Why are we not kicking the ball? Like, why are we not making that decision? You're smart enough to make that decision, but you want to play get it play out of the back but why play it across and down the middle you know that's that wasn't a smart play by uh brad and then just a couple of the other like defensive like woes that we have right even i'm starting to think like he had to probably get more defensive help you know honestly i don't like if you look at our back line right you got burata miles robinson you got gutman and you got um lennon on the wing and then you also have Ivada in the middle, you know. So I, all those players individually, I don't think I think they're pretty good. I really don't think it's the defense. I think it's our playing style. Uh, I think there was a stat that was given that uh, 48% of our opponent's shots on goals they convert. Oh, hold on. So that's hold on. So what you're saying? If I go out there and shoot three times, I'm gonna score at least once. 
more than yeah yeah once and a oh, half so I just pretty two much shots. Half of, <laughs> yeah wow. half of your chances are gonna go in so for new england they had three shots in goal and scored Jeez. three times so the thing is we're not giving that many opportunities but the opportunities we are giving are high uh finishing chances so they're like quality good chances um so i think the problem is uh for one obviously you can't start that game like we did you're one zero you're already going to be pushing forward as it is and I think that's what leads to the counterattack that creates that opportunity. Um, so, you know, you know, if you chalk that up and it's 0-0, we're not as overstretched as we would be. Uh, but even then, like we, after that first goal, we controlled the game for 30 plus minutes, uh, had opportunities. But again, this team, except for Gigi and Almada, there's no threat from anybody on this team to score. And every time you go longer and longer without punishing your opponent, for having that much possession and being a, that much attack-minded, it always comes back to bite you in the butt. And I think on the counter, it's hard because every time we get scored on like this, it's because we're pushing forward. It, the ball's you know launched over the top, the defense is scrambling, everybody's coming back, it's chaos, and that's what leads to an easy goal. We're not structured because we're pushed up so forward. So, you know, I th and I've talked about this, I think we, we don't have the right players to play this kind of system. I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think it has to do a lot with uh, the way we want to play, right? Um, it, it you put those in the players' minds, and that's how they want to play, you know, because they feel like you know, if we don't play this style, you know, either you're going to get subbed out or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I just think sometimes you just gotta, you know, just just lose possession every now and then, play that long ball every now and then. I know. Coach Pineda doesn't hates that and doesn't really want our team to play like that. But, dude, like, sometimes you have to do it. Like, sometimes it's just a must to maybe find that that cross, maybe find a, a good ball from, you know, Lennon to, you know, Etienne on the other side or vice versa, Goodman to, you know, Arujo or whoever's playing on that side. Um, you know, just something different because if teams know that we're going to want to play from the back, they're going to pressure us. And if they know that we're known to make mistakes, because David, a lot of the goals that we, you know, gone against have been yep. a lot of mistakes. So they're gonna they're gonna jump on that opportunity if they say, "Hey, look, all we really need is two shots, and one shot may go in." They're gonna take that opportunity. So why doesn't Atlanta United try and play like a just every now and then just play play that long ball to try and find Gigi? And I think we did that one time where we did actually found that long ball, found Gigi. Gigi held it up perfectly, and it passed it off to Amada, and boom, we were up on the attack, and the, the whole team moves up. Um, it was a beautiful sight, but we don't do that. We want to play out of the back. We want to play uh, that style. And I don't know, David, maybe maybe it's time to change that a little bit. Or, I mean, because I think now that you said it, I mean, you have a solid defense, but, you know, so you can't so, solely blame defense for a lot of those goals but at the same time you know it's the back line and the goalie right like you know you don't you don't you don't give praise to the defense for gg scoring goals and you don't you know you're not going to blame gg for the the defense not holding their own right right exactly and and you're right you know we we have a target man up there in gg we've seen how big and strong he is we can you know put put balls to him and he can hold up the ball or get a flick on. But if you play out the back every single time, your opponent knows what you're doing. You gotta throw something different at them. And I think too many times, I mean, that that what Brad does, he's not doing it because he's stupid. He's doing it because Beneda and the, the playing style of his team is to always play out the back. And I think that's where it's, we're, we're going, we're playing at the back at a fall. Like it's just way too much and it's too predictable. And we struggle with it. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Pineda's, I think, pretty stuck in his ways. But I'm hoping we can see some changes. And, and uh, you know, let's, 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 because, you know, when you play a possession style like this, you're supposed to limit your opponent's opportunities. And the less they have the ball, the more likely you're to win games because you have the more opportunity chances. But here we go. We have uh, like twice, three times as many chances as our opponents, and we still end up getting the same amount of goals. So. <laughs> We're not efficient, and they're more efficient with theirs. So there's something wrong there, uh, we, and we gotta tweak something because uh, we can't keep getting these draws. Because I think it's hard to beat us, but I think it's hard for us to win too. I mean, it's putting us in a bad position, man. That it's not um, I mean, to uh, to what we want to see, at least what we've seen from the first five games, right? 
Um, so I think it's just time to, you know, I think, um, I think I told you over the, um, over the break, um, when we were texting back and forth, dude, if you would have been in that stadium, man, that, that air was like, it's just something like somebody put the balloon and everybody and dude, everybody around it was like head down defeated and just like, what are we doing? You know, like, um, and it was crazy because like when Barry came in, the guy in front of him was like, "No, like why are you putting him in there?" Like, and then all of a sudden, movie scores a <laughs> golazo, man. And and I, I, we're all jumping yeah. for joy. I'm like, "Hey, I, you know, hey, I was on the same boat. I don't know why he comes in, but hey, you know, maybe this starts something." And <laughs> it, it was exciting because you got, you know, Gigi came out, Barry came in, Barry, you know, great, you know, great goal, um, you know, that sets up. You know, we're like, "All right, we came back from three to two. You know, I even texted at halftime, like, come on, Lanny and I, we got to get this three to two. It was there and boom, it just, you know, took the air. So how do you, um, you know, you know, trying to probably get a little ahead here, but with that going, now we're going to LASC, who's one of the top teams in the MLS, right? When they have their full team, um, they lost over the weekend, which will capture, you know, a little bit, you know, when we're doing the review. But before that, like, what do you think the mood is right now? Because it's a short week, so it's okay. Yeah, we lost like that. We tied like that, but that felt like a loss, which I'm starting to hate these games. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we haven't, you know, I think we haven't even lost in the last, what, four games? <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. all been like ties <laughs> and it sucks because it's like, okay, yeah. Or three games. Yeah, we won, you know, we won yeah. against Colorado and then tied three games. One of them felt like a one win, two, uh, one of them felt like a, a two of them felt like a loss. And dude, it, it's just we're, yeah. we're putting it on ourselves, and if we can just correct those mistakes, like we can, we would definitely be in a different boat. And David, those games are starting to come up. We're dropping. We're out of the top five right now. So you know, we gotta get these points at home. We gotta do something. Um, what do you think the mood is for the team mm-hmm. going into uh, the next game with a short week? Well, yeah, like you said, when you when you say four games are beaten, usually that's a good thing. But I would rather take uh, two wins and two losses than two draws because that's you know you get way more points on that. So, and this happened before. I, I forgot what season it was with that that year that we just kept getting draw after draw after draw, um, and it just it doesn't get you anywhere. You have to win in order to make the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I mean the mood's got to be very frustrating and you know, there's there's two big things I see the problem with this this team is one I told you the playing style and the lack of finishing you have to have finishing with that much possession um, Second is what we talk about again and again is the it seems it, that there's a lack of focus with this team in key moments of the game And Pineda's brought it up again and again and this time. Yeah, we messed up in the first minute We got down uh, two goals we came back, and if you're up 3-2 at home in the 87th minute, you should win that game. So to give up that goal in the last few minutes, uh, that's a lack of focus from the team. And I think some of the players, you, you know, we mentioned, I don't know if they're fully committed here. You know, obviously, uh, Amada had a great game, um, but we're going to lose him at some point. We know we're losing our Rujo. Um, You know, we got to get used to playing without these players. Because uh, we're gonna have no choice soon, and you know, once Amada leaves, where does that leave us? Because we're already, we're already doing the bare minimum right now as it is. Yeah, man, it's gonna be tough, especially with the inter- like, like we said before, the international call-ups. We're losing Arujo here on the twenty-fourth countdown. Is I can't wait. Uh, we do get Caleb Wiley back, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, with USA getting knocked out. Um, so that that'd be a good help. Um, yeah, David, I think I totally agree. We we got to get used to not depending so much, being so dependently on these guys, you know, changing the game for us. We got to, you know, we got, I think we just, the, uh, the team's got to come together. Um, and I think honestly um, with, you know, Alonso getting some playing time with the twos, um, that's a veteran that can bring that stability and that, and that um, um, veteran play into our system i'm not saying he's gonna start i'm not saying but just having him them on the bench having him in the locker room more i think would help at least to kind of be like another guzan out on the field right right yeah uh, agreed uh so i want to go through some of the player performances obviously uh you know brad had a bad game he's got had the first giveaway and honestly the third goal i mean you don't want to get beat near post as a keeper you know, I, I still think he could have done better, but it, it is what it is. Um, I just think after this year, I think we need to move on from Brad. I know he's got a, you know, a pretty, 
pretty hefty contract, but I think we're getting to that that point now. Um, at the end, I think it's time for him to, to get on the bench now. Um, I think Tyler Wolf uh, looks, you know, it's time to give him a chance. And I think he's going to simplify the game a lot more than at the end. Uh, let me, so at, towards the end of the game, when at the end came out, you saw Pineda that switched Arujo to the left and Tyler Wolf on the right, which Arujo's left footed, Tyler Wolf's on the right. We've had him inverted for the most part with, you know, at the end over there. But I actually think Arujo played better because the, the difference for those of you listening is when you're left footed on the right hand side, you do that so you can cut in, right? You dribble into the middle and you create opportunity or you take somebody. Um, but you're not really getting that other ability to take it down line and you can cross it across the box, right? So we see it time and time again. I think Arujo and Etienne cutting in that way, they just uh, clog up the midfield and then you, you kind of take Armada out of the out of his his expertise or you see it like they'll dribble into the middle and then they'll give like a two a two foot pass to armada and it's just like you know you didn't really have to dribble into it to get to that position i'd rather you go down line maybe you take somebody and then once you're in that side of the box there's so many more open opportunities i'm hoping that in this game coming up against lafc that Beneta does that how do yeah, you feel about I, that? You know, I think you used a great word because um, I think you texted the same thing. You said simplify. You know, he's going to simplify the game. And I started to think like, hey, I mean, like, let me see. And then sure enough, he did. He was, you know, he was making the right passes. Wasn't trying to be too crazy with it. Just, you know, making the easy passes, making the right movements. And and I, 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 I wanted at the end to, you know, be that guy, right? I think he was a guy that we spoke about earlier in the year. And man, I think that switch, I think it's necessary, you know, just to, it's going to do one or two things, right? It's yeah. going to give Tyler Wolf a, an opportunity. Um, and hopefully he takes the best of those opportunities to continue playing like he has. And also it's going to also give Etienne that hopefully that being fired to go back into the starting lineup and start doing, you know, see, see it from the outside. And hopefully, you know, he gets a little bit better as far as just the gameplay, because I feel like, I don't know if you saw that. I don't think those two that he was calling for PKs. I don't think those were PKs. Um, and I and I just no, and I just he think sure got a card he, for diving. he hesitates. You know, like he gets he gets to the final part. Like we said it yeah. before, you said it. He gets to the final spot, beautiful, and then it's like brain turns off, and like it's crazy because yeah, like I see makes the wrong decision every down, time. Shoot, dude. Okay, shoot, shoot, pass, shoot, and then boom, it goes out of bounds. It's like, come on, man! Like, yeah. And that's not, and that's not just him too. I don't know what it is, but it, it, we finally started doing the second half. But it's like they're waiting for the perfect ball to score a goal, and I'm like, dude, just shoot the ball, and good things happen. Look at the uh, the goal Armada scored, right? It wasn't the best shot; it took deflection, but guess what? It goes in. As you, as long as you keep kicking the ball in that direction, on frame. There's a, always a deflection that can happen. Uh, uh, you know, something bounces off the keeper and somebody's there. And this team needs to be more decisive di- decisive and shoot. And I was, I was like, I, the whole game, I was like, man, what, what is Rosetto even doing? Is he even in the game? And then finally, he shoots the ball. Um, there's a save on it, but we're able to knock it in for a goal. And it's like, that doesn't happen unless Rosetto shoots. So it's like... Do that more often, and we'll probably exactly. get more yeah. goals. Exactly. It, it just, I don't know. Like you said, they, they try to find, like, it, <laughs> you know, just shoot. Keep it like, simple. shoot the ball. Like, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to sky? Okay, great. Keep shooting. <laughs> right, exactly. But, man, let me get into these match stats, and then we'll, we'll go to the match preview. So, the stats uh, heavily, heavily favored Atlanta. 72% possession to, to doing this 28%. We had 1.7 expected goals. They had 0.98. So the fact that they got three goals is crazy. We had total 20 shots to their five. Um, dude, this stat, accurate passes, 624 to 187. That's a pretty, pretty huge difference there. Um, and again, I mentioned the shots on target. So we had seven shots on target. They had three shots on target, and they were all goals. Uh, so... <laughs> We're not we're not efficient, and they are efficient. But I don't think it's just New England. I think we make the, we make teams look a lot better than they are. But yeah, Mijo, and, um, anything to add on that? 
I think um, I think the last two couple games. I mean, I think Pineda's got them the the uh, subs correctly. Um, I think they have she have impacted the game in a positive way. Um, so I think that's 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 something positive to see coming up. I hope, um, and I think everybody is uh, it's it's ready um, for Wolf to get, the, get that starting nod next game, uh, which you know kind of eases in into our next topic and what we coming into. David, we got LAFC. How they do this weekend? They, uh, they. So the so Atlanta was originally supposed to play LAFC this Sunday. That's why we didn't have a, a weekend game, but because they were in the CCL final, our our game got pushed to Wednesday. Uh, but Sunday they went uh, and played Lyon. They were down two one, which actually they could have been down three zero in Mexico. So to get two one and they got one at the very end, you're like, man, LAFC is in a great position to win the whole thing at home. Um, but that would not be the case as LAFC, they lose 1-0 to uh, Lyon from Liga MX. So instead of having MLS back-to-back winners, because Seattle won it last year, it goes back to Mexico. Um, I really think it's probably just going to alternate every year who wins it. And I think every final is going to probably be a Liga MX team and an and a, and a MLS team. But yeah, man, I mean, LAFC's so it's going to be interesting because we're playing uh, in LA and they just played Sunday. They have a game against us Wednesday. They have a game Saturday and another game Wednesday. I don't see that there's going to be any way that they're going to start all their starters. They might play their second team or they might have a mixed squad, which is good for us, honestly. But again, with this team... (laughs) It's really hard to say, you know, how, how we're gonna play or how we're gonna uh, address this 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 game. I mean, do you get the same feeling? Yeah, man, it's gonna be weird because, like, um, like I was listening to um, Jason and Mike Connie on the um, more Jason. I think he's got his uh, um, pod, um, and he was saying like it could be good for us because LAC is probably gonna play their bench players. I think that would have happened more if they would have won. Um, and yeah. now that they lost, it's like, okay, well, we're not going to, obviously, we're not champions of that. Let's take our anger out on the next game, mm-hmm. which is not going to be good for us because uh, that means that all the starters get that nod. And, you know, they've been. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that happens, man. They're going to so? be tired. They played, uh, I think that game with, with Leon was last Wednesday. Um, and then you played Sunday. And then you're playing Wednesday again, and then you got a game on the weekend. I think that's really risky. You risk injury and, uh, you know, fatigue with your players. I think they might have a mixed squad and probably rotate, and then maybe some of the starters will come in in the second half. Uh, I just don't see all the starters playing 90 minutes for sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to have a little bit of a a mixed up squad with, with um, you know, some starters, some bench, and maybe some academy right. players or something. Some, I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, but it's just, you know, coming off a loss like that, you know, obviously a championship loss. I mean, it, that hurts a little bit more than just a regular loss because that has more impactful of your club. And obviously the benefits of you winning that is for you to go to the uh, FIFA World Club Cup. Uh, not the World Cup, the World Club Cup. <laughs> um, so obviously, it you know, for you to be on that grand stage, you know, obviously markets out your club and everything. So it's it's a, it's a big loss, you know. It's not just a small, you know, oh, we lost in like a U.S. Open, right? Like you know, it's it's, right. it's a big loss. So it's gonna it, it's for um to figure out, you know, do they want to go big and you know put a good show for the fans on Wednesday or do they want to wait? and rest them guys so I mean, we're going to be playing with you know till the starting lineup comes out we we don't know what kind of but i'm just hoping that Atlanta united no matter who's on that field come with that you know that chip on the shoulder because dude, we need three points one point is nice but one point is bringing us down the table too yeah let, let's hope they come out with that intensity um but coming into the game uh our head-to-head uh, we've only played at LAFC three times, so they're on the West Coast. Uh, I think during the COVID year, I don't think we played any West Coast teams. So Atlanta has two wins. LAFC has one win. Of course, no draws. So uh, even though we didn't play over the weekend, we dropped to sixth place because Charlie couldn't help us out and let Columbus beat the crap out of them 4-2. to two. 
so we dropped to sixth place with 24 points. We've got 16 games played. LAFC is in third place with 25 points, and they've only played uh, 12 games. So that, that shows, you know, how, how good they've been playing. Um, and you mentioned Abner. They're coming off of a loss. Uh, you know, we'll see what the starting lineup is going to be because of the so many matches they're playing. Because they won't play 12 games, so they got to make up that number. Um, but we know they're we know their players. Obviously, Buanga has been scoring goals for fun. They have Carlos Vela, Aaron Long, Kaylin Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, Murillo. Uh, obviously, they they're they're uh, you know they've been killing it in MLS, so they have a lot of players to watch out for. But again, like we mentioned, we don't know what we're gonna see uh, if we're gonna see a mixed squad. Uh, uh, or a second a second team and then the, the starters come in later or maybe not the starters come in and out at all which would be great for us but we got to make sure we we uh, we make it count because it doesn't look like we can consistently uh, rely on winning at home so we're going to need to start winning a few games here and there away hey, we're definitely going to need some of that magic man for sure <laughs> uh, I just I just hope like uh, they come out uh, with a good lineup, I mean, it's a short week. I mean, it's a long week for us. We, we've had time to rest. We had time to, you know, under no guess, excuses, no excuses for, really, from, our, from side. our side. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I mean, are you expecting a win or? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do the prediction now, but I think we will win. I think we'll win 2-0. Um, but the, the thing that scares me is that the way LAFC plays is what Atlanta United hates is that they play on the counterattack. And I mean, their counterattack is probably the best in MLS. Maybe St. Louis might have something to say about that, but they kill you on the counter. And we've seen, we get burned on the counter all the time. But it'll be interesting to see, depending on the lineup that they choose, if Atlanta United is gonna be the team with the majority of the possession, or is it gonna be 50-50? Or, I mean, it's in rare cases, that LAFC might have the possession because they're at home. But if they don't have their starters, I highly doubt we're gonna see that. But Atlanta United's got to be careful because they they got some killers up front, and you know LAFC. There's a reason why they score as many goals as, they, as they've been scoring. But yeah, man, what do you have? What do you what, what do you have it? What's your prediction? <sighs> I would hate to say a two-two would be a good good win, man. But I, I think if anything, it'd be a bare minimum one-zero us winning. Okay, <laughs> it's like the <laughs> most we've not been confident about our prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, man. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What so about we, you? Yeah, I said two zero. Zero. Oh wow! You said yeah. you, you, I think this is the first time you have more goals than what I predicted. I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna get one goal at some point during the game, and then the last like ten minutes, LAFC is gonna be throwing everything forward, and then we're gonna uh, score counterattacking goal. So I two like zero. It. Yep. Um. So some lineup changes. Um. I think. Uh, hopefully, Beneda starts Tyler Wolf over at the end. I think Caleb Wiley is just coming back. He's been playing a lot of soccer. So I don't know if he'll come in this game at all, but he's definitely not going to start. Maybe he'll come in at end, so maybe he'll come in for, for Tyler Wolf later. Um, and I'm hoping Beneda plays Tyler Wolf on the right-hand side and plays Arruja on the left-hand side. I would like to see that for a full, like, you know, 70, 80 minutes. And I really think Arujo might improve his game by doing that. And then you mentioned it, Abner. Uh, you know, uh, Alonso uh, is back in the lineup or back being healthy. I think he's going to be on the bench for this game or being the 18 for this game. He's been out for like 14 months, I believe. Uh, so we really don't know what to expect from him. I doubt he would start uh just because it's been so long but there's always you know i always get surprised when i see like i was surprised when i saw brad guzan in the lineup so you never know um but if he does come in uh, i would think he would play uh instead of uh ivada okay um do you think he's did he travel with the team yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean we got, I got the notification from atlanta united that alonso's like back in the back in the 18. Okay, you, you, I, you I didn't get I, that. No, you didn't get that notification. No, no, no. Last I saw was him playing. Um, the Atlanta United put out, um, and they showed him like you know with his family afterwards. Even Coach Pineda was there uh, when he played over the weekend. So I didn't know if he had traveled with the team or not. I mean, if he did, that's great. That's awesome. Um, 
yeah, lineup changes. I think I think at the end goes to the bench. I think like I think like you, Wolf starts, um, and then Arujo, Gigi, Almada, um, and then the back line. I think they the same. I don't think we change much. I think the center yeah. it doesn't really change much either. I think they had a decent game, you know. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not a whole lot of changes. It's it at this point, you know, Beneda can put up the best lineup he wants out there, but it's 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 all on the players on performing now. Um, yeah. Besides tweaking a few things that I told you, and then maybe not playing out the back and keeping position so much. For the most part, the lineup is solid. I mean, I, I, there's not really a whole lot to complain. They just gotta. It's got to show up and actually want to win it. That's it, man. That's that's all it takes. Yeah. So we got up, we up. got Atlanta United winning like we always do. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we'll, we'll preview Saturday's game and go over Wednesday's game. Um, Thursday, we, we have DC United coming up Saturday. Uh, but anything on that? Uh, anything else you want to add to that, Abner? Um, for the game coming up? No, man. I mean, it's going to be a late one. Are you going to stay up? <laughs> Oh yeah, huh? it's on the West Coast. Yeah, like of course. 10, 30, watch bro. On a Wednesday, <laughs> damn, I'm gonna be tired for work the next day. Ooh, better, you know what? You know what's worse is when you stay up to watch a game that late and your team loses. <laughs> so they they need a win. Uh, yeah, I know. That's. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be up. I don't gotta go into work till late, so that's good for me. But um, but at the same time, it's not. Uh, it's gonna be um, interesting. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a long night. I'm gonna need some coffee, some cafe, guatemalteco, uh, yeah. to keep me up, you know. And it's then, the best coffee in the world. And the best thing to do, bro, is not lay down in bed and watch the game because you know I'm a snooze. <laughs> you fall asleep, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in my chair and just watch the game and um, see it's that way I don't fall asleep. But hopefully they put out, a, you know, I'm hoping that they come out, man. Like, uh, I think last time they had a pretty good reaction. Uh, we got to get back on a winning column, man. Um, I, I, I think a tie is great. I think it's okay, but I, I, we're going to go back. We're going to be in the same boat like we've been. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, man. So let's let's get into some news and notes um, around the league, around the U.S. Uh, so we mentioned the CCL comes to a close with Lyon being the champion. Um, and it, it, I think for Lyon, it was actually their first international trophy since like 1940-something. Uh, they mentioned that on the broadcast, so I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty crazy." So kind of good for them that they won that. I mean, they they're that you know they were like, I don't think that, I think they got locked out of like the playoffs or didn't even make the playoffs this year or something. So nobody really expected them to go this far. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you caught the game, Abner, but LAFC really, especially at home, failed to. Uh, really do much of anything in the final third um, and I really think it's because this is probably the first time that LAFC has faced a quality defense because let's face it I think that's probably the weakest part in MLS is a, is a defense um, I don't know do you agree about that or did you have a chance to watch the game what are your thoughts I didn't get to watch the game um, but I did um, see one of I don't know I think it was Tillman or Something like that made a comment about like how the uh, the Mexican side teams uh, play with a lot of emotion, and depending on the game. So he didn't see. He said something about tactics, and uh, somebody posted a meme because he was on the ground and said tactics, huh, or something like that. So um, it was it was it was interesting, um, dude. Honestly, I thought LAC was gonna get it, man. I had had a couple. Um, Couple bets that what's his face was gonna get a goal. Uh, the guy that's always been scoring for them, uh, and uh, Carlos. I mean, I Longa, Longa, yeah, Vela. That, yeah, yeah, and Vela. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was odd. It was uh, when I saw the uh, the score line, I was like, oh wow, like yeah, you know, because I was thinking yeah, he, they needed what one goal, right? I'm going to tie it. Uh, yeah. Does away does away goes count in the CCL? No, 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 it doesn't. It didn't. So, it, it was a weird matchup, dude. I didn't think, you know, and then when you look at paper, right, you think Tigres, you think um, those teams are going to be, like, the more tougher. And then you start America, America Pachuca, Pachuca, Pachuca Cruz Azul, the teams that were in there were going to be the tougher ones. And you see Leon, and I was like, man, like, this is going to be, a, like, not to say a walk through, but it's not the toughest competition they could have gotten, right? Everybody, I think, had LAFC and uh, – uh, who they beat Tigres? I think they beat right. Yeah, Leon beat Tigres. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was definitely interesting to see that man. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, in the game, it's not like they really just, you know, sat, sat in. I mean, they had 16 total shots to LAFC's 10, and they had seven on target, and LAFC only had three. So they really struggled in the attacking third. Uh, but like I mentioned, I think it's going to, you know, flip every year for a while between uh, MLS team winning it and a, and a Mexican um, club winning it. Um, so I think that's good, and obviously the Mexico-U.S. rivalry is is always a, a hot one that everybody wants to watch. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, for us to really, really uh, uh, surpass Mexican clubs, we need to start investing in our defense because I think maybe Zimmerman and Omar Gonzalez have been the only defensive DPs like ever. And obviously, everybody wants to see the attacking players. They're the one that sells jerseys. So I don't know if that's, you know, not going to happen until, you know, maybe it, MLS gets rid of the DP rule and just has an increased salary cap. Because I think right now it's like, I don't know, like five or six million, which is really, really, really small when you compare it to all the other American sports. That's crazy. Yeah. But in other news, Abner, uh, you mentioned at the top of the podcast, the U20 World Cup. USA made it to the round of, um, was it 16 or 8? Yeah, 16. 16, 16. Sorry, I don't know why I thought they might have made it today. <laughs> but they not, they get knocked out by Uruguay. Um, really sucks because I think the, U, the U.S. Uh, played better in terms of possession. Um, but they've kind of did the same thing that Atlanta um, United did. And they could not produce um, in the final, uh, final third. Yeah, it was a no. It was a round of eight. Uh, see, I was right. Oh, was it round eight? Um, yeah, because yeah, they beat they New Zealand. In the oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're so right. They, so they, they lose two zero. Um, Uruguay, and there was one really bad on goal that that pretty much made it really difficult by then from them. But they also they struggled in the final third. They needed to just they needed to be more simple and, and just let shots rip. Uruguay's played more of the counterattack, and you know, just like all South American teams, they're they're deadly on the counter. Um, but we do get Caleb Wiley back, so it'll be, it'll be get, good to see him come back to the Atlanta United. Uh, and more in the World Cup, uh, under-20 World Cup, Brazil lose 3-2 to two to Israel. So that's a big mm. a big shocker. Interesting. And then the, the host country, Argentina, lose 2-0 to Nigeria. So Argentina and Brazil are out. Wow. So that that's that's pretty crazy. So your semifinal is Uruguay versus Israel, and then Italy versus South Korea. So Abner, between those four teams, who takes it? Well, who do you, who do you think is gonna take it, and who are you rooting for? Uh, Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, wish. Maybe maybe a futsal. Oh I don't my know. god, Dave. And that was it. That was terrible, man. Israel, uh, dude, let's let's roll with the underdog, man. Let's go. Israel beats Uruguay, goes to the final, and let's have Korea. Korea, <laughs> Israel. That's gonna be a, a U twenty matchup for the ages, right <laughs> there, bro. That would be great. I'm, I'm pulling for Israel too, um, but you're most likely gonna. The most likely outcome is to have Uruguay against Italy, and probably Italy takes it. Uh, but you never know. The under 20s are a little bit. Uh, you know, they don't really uh, go in the order of how the normal national teams would right. play. Because um, obviously, like you know, Nigeria looked pretty good. They beat Argentina, and then boom, they lose to South Korea. <laughs> and David, another thing, like some of those guys. Uh... It reminds me, like, you know, bench warmers, like, he is 20 or he is 13. <laughs> it gives him a $20 bill. <laughs> Some of those guys do not look yeah. 20, bro. They have receding <laughs> hairlines. They, they have, like, uh, already bald shirts. Yeah, I was, I was like, wait, what? I was, I was like, dude. How they losing their hair already? It was one. Of, like it was like some one of the Uruguay players. Like he looked like a solid like twenty eight, and then the guy that comes in looks like a solid 14, 15. I was like, that's what they're supposed to look like, you know. But they USA, you know, we have that uh, Luna kid that freaking looks like he's like thirty two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That guy looks like a, he looks like an ex-convict, dude. <laughs> dude, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. It it was upsetting after watching that mat that game, dude. It, it, it you know, especially the own goal, and I don't know. USA just didn't look like they were into it that much. Um, and the, the crazy thing is, like, I feel like our issues of not having a number nine goes all the way down to the bottom. Like, this team struggled to score, and then. We don't have a out and out striker that scores all the time. It's always somebody else, and I think that's where the U.S. development lacks the most is not having those key finishers that week in and week out 
you know, they're 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 putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, for sure. But in other U.S. Uh, men's national team news, U.S. announced that uh, current interim coach Anthony Hudson is leaving for another opportunity. So now we get another interim head coach in B.J. Callahan, who was the assistant coach. Um, he's going to most likely be the coach uh, during the Nations League, potentially the Gold Cup. Uh, so I, I don't know what is a holdup of getting a new coach because I mean we're we're three years away from the World Cup in in the U.S., um, Canada, Mexico, of course. So I don't know if there's because I know we heard that Jesse Marsh was a front runner. Or I don't know if they're having issues with getting a contact or if Jesse has another opportunity or what the deal is, man. But Abner, aren't you tired of not having a head coach? And it's uh, dude, I, I'm like. Dude, like, why can't we just announce the coach and be like, hey, yeah, he's not going to be there till, you know, after the Gold Cup to start preparation. Like, why why is it that hard for us not to announce our coach, you know? Uh, at the end of the day, man, like, at least we know that we're not going to have a new coach till after that. Uh, but it's going to suck whenever they um, announce it. I hope they announce it at a proper time, you know? I hope they don't announce it, like, during, like, you know, in the middle of the Gold Cup or something crazy like that. Something to distract, you know, the players and everything. I just hope they announce, like, after everything's done, be like, hey, this is going to be our new coach going forward. Um, but the craziest thing, too, there's no quali- qualifiers for us uh, as far as USA. So it's going to yeah. be weird, too. So I think that also not necessarily buys you time, but it kind of it kind of does because you're like, okay, we don't really have to qualify, but you do want to get somebody in place so we can have that whatever um whatever he's gonna bring to the table as far as uh tactically and you know mentally and whatever you know if, for him to get the right players to mesh together and you know be as prepared as, as you can uh for the world cup so i i mean yeah we can wait but dude I, I'm, I'm just ready for them to be like hey look this is your coach let's go oh let's roll like <laughs> look, why is it taking this yeah. long yeah i know and i just get scared of that because we don't have qualifiers you're basically the key opportunity for the actual head coach to put the team together during the Nations League uh, semifinals coming up and the Gold Cup. I mean, it's there's a prime opportunities, and you don't really want an interim coach, you know, holding down the fort for that. I know. But whatever, man. We'll have to see what happens, um, and then go from there. Last thing I want to uh, talk about, Abner. You know, all the all the leagues, all the European leagues are over, so we got. A lot of Americans that are looking for new homes, especially all the folks from Leeds. But first, Pulisic. We're tired of seeing him at Chelsea. I don't think people at Chelsea like him anyways. I think they think he's overrated, which, I mean, you can't really argue that much against it. But Pulisic, like, hopefully he leaves in the summer. Yeah, he needs to get out of there, man. The problem is that I believe he still has like a year on his contract. So the hard thing is, I think Chelsea spent a lot of money on him. And if they're going to try to get a big, you know, a big contract for uh, for Pulisic somewhere else, I don't know if there's going to be another club that's willing to pay it. So I, I hate it, but it might have to be that Pulisic stays there one year, wait till he's a free agent, and then he can go somewhere, you know, on the, on the, on the cheap. Obviously, he still get paid well, but... Not what it, what Chelsea paid for him. Yeah, man, he just he just needs to get out of there. He needs somewhere where he can just play consistently. You know, I think that's that's the main focus for all these guys. You have three Americans at Leeds. You have Pulisic at Chelsea. You have uh, Des, who's all alone from Barcelona to AC Milan, who didn't didn't pan out well. Um, and I don't think Barcelona's going to take him back. Um, you know, to the thing, and then so we we need these. And then Gio Reyna at Barusa was used most as a slub, uh, which was pretty effective. But you know, you you want these guys to play. You want them to to have those minutes. You want them to have you know um, good you know rhythm going into all these games um, and getting ready for the World Cup. So hopefully, all these guys find a great home. Um, hopefully, all these guys find a. Um, a place where they can, you know, be uh, a significant part of the coach's plan and the club's plan. Uh, so it helps us here in, uh, as a United States national team. Oh, yeah. And the rumors of Pulisic have been um, Juventus and um, Newcastle. Uh, I think it would really cool, be cool to see him at Newcastle. 
Uh, McKinney, he was obviously on loan from Juve to Leeds. He goes back to Juve. It'll be interesting to, stay, to see if he stays there or if he goes somewhere else. Um, Tyler Adams, I doubt he's going to want to play in the championship with Leeds, so I'm pretty sure he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, same thing probably goes for Aronson. Um, you mentioned Gio Reyna. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he still wants to stay with Borussia Dortmund and try to break into the starting lineup or if he goes elsewhere. And then uh, Balogun, the recent you know U.S. player now that uh, made the switch from England, uh, he was on loan from Arsenal, and we, you know we we see Arsenal's got a lot of competition. They have a good team, even though they didn't win the league this year. So they've already said that they're not they can't guarantee that Balogun would get a starting spot on the team. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets loaned out again, um, or if he tries to find another club. Uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of attention that he's getting because obviously he was a top top goal one of the top goal scorers uh, in the league. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, man. So hopefully these Americans get situated in the right spots because we really you know with the World Cup coming up, we need everybody to be playing as much soccer as possible and not do what you did in high school and watch from the bench. That's only when I got a red card. <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. What you got? Anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Let's. Um, you know, I know it's gonna be a late game. I know. You know, it's it's gonna suck. Uh, but if you can, man, stay up, watch these games. You know, let's root on the boys. Uh, yeah. Coffee's gonna Coffee. be your best friend. Uh, try to call out <laughs> Thursday if you can. Um, but no, man. Let we we gotta get back on the winning ways, man. We gotta get more points. Uh, one point is good, but it's not good at home. Um, and not points are not good when when you had the upper hand like we've had. So uh, so yeah, man, let's go. At United, we got a we got a big game uh, against LAFC. Depending, on, I don't care what lineup they go out, whether it's a stronger lineup, which whether it's their weakest lineup, we got to show out. We got to show our potential in one of these games and get that get that ball rolling, man. Because it's a lot of it's been a lot of downs and ups lately, and the way we started, you know, we had a lot of <laughs> high hopes. Uh, which we still do, you know. A lot of these MLS teams are going to go through that that stump and that um, the up and down, the little rocky situation. Uh, but you know, we got to stand by our team. We got to keep going, and hopefully, you know, some changes come about and we uh, go out there and play like we know we can. Right, exactly. Couldn't say it better myself. And yeah, just just you know, if, if we need to get a win for sure. That's the, you know an understatement. But um, I mean, right now we were—I mentioned we're sixth place with 24 points. DC in seventh place has 23. Orlando in eighth place has 23. Charlotte in ninth place uh, is at 21 points. So you know, one win from them, the other teams, um, and a loss from us, and we're out of a playoff spot in a playoff structure where nine out of the 15 teams—that's <laughs> uh, not good. <laughs> So let's get this W. Let's have a momentum shift and let's go on a run, baby. Vamos. ATL. Adios. All right. We out. Peace, y'all.